0: You are listening to the voice of <laughs> You're in into Sahaba online and it's a beautiful beautiful day indeed here in Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm your host Yusuf Ali. And you are listening to the current affairs program. Subhanallah, dear listeners of Murkasawa. No, I said current affairs. It's uh, the lunch break show. Lunch break is the name of the program. Alhamdulillah, I had a nice lunch with my learners today at school. And uh, we all made a circle. You know, we all sat at the fly. It, it is good. I, maybe we, as parents, should do this as a sort of. Uh, as a sort of nostalgia, you know what you know what I did today, right? So, the kids lined up for break. I took my bag. This is advice for parents now, right? I took my bag. I went and I stood with them. We went down. We sat on the grass, and we were eating our lunch together. We were sitting and talking, and you know, the youngsters will talk this and that, that and that. And I was telling them stories. Now I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys used to do this. Now, we all used to do this funny things when we were in school, right? During lunch. Buy crisp and here the crisp with your bread. That's a must if you don't have crisp with your bread. Youngsters also. That was a staple diet for us. Staple diet. Crisp and bread used to go down beautifully. But sometimes when your mommy gives you lunch also, you get a crisp and you put it with your lunch tastes really 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 good but what we used to do is we used to uh, four of us used to get together right and we used to ask our parents when we we're getting sandwiches for lunch to cut it in a triangular shape now your sandwich is either gonna come half half, like half square or triangular shape now we used to go for triangular because somehow the triangular shape just tastes better and we used to come and we used to share our lunch. So how we used to share it is that how we used to share it is that um, we. If if I brought, for example, cheese, my friend brought uh, my friend brought the uh, polony, my other friend brought beans, for example, then. We will put our, each of us will give one of our slices to the other, between the four. And then we'll stack it up. And I'll have like a cheese, a lettuce, a beans, a poloni, all of those things in one sandwich. And it goes down really well. Dearestness of Marqas Sahaba Online. Really well it goes down. And uh, that's what we used to do. So it's like a I, I, I don't I don't like to use the term lucky packet. You know, a lucky packet. Do they still have lucky packet nowadays? I'm not sure. Now youngsters, what we used to have back in the day is something called a lucky packet, right? I would never buy it again. Had I had I had I had, 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 had the knowledge I do now, because we will buy a lucky packet. And we'll eat the sweets in there. And we never used to check if it's halal or haram. And it was silly things. Now you sit and you're rolling in regret. Like, you know. Now, lucky packet was just a packet you go buy for 50 cents. Right? And then uh what we would do is uh we used to uh, buy it. And then you'll find a random toy in there. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it, does that, that, that. That was your inverted commas luck but that's what was meant for you you know but sometimes um, sometimes we uh we get sweets and then we eat it Hey, as youngsters were very very unintelligent back in the day you know so you guys mustn't fall for it so you mustn't fall for all of those things but anyways not uh let's move away from all the olden day treats and let's start with the program lunch break we didn't start with our thicker for Uh, the show so let's start with our opening dhikr and we'll see on the other side of that of Marcus Sahaba online Um, getting some messages in I got a nice message here from uh, I got a nice message here from uh, name can I say name here no name okay okay no name no name but anyways um, it's a video of somebody in Uh, I I closed it by mistake. In Medina, telling people to boycott McDonald's. Uh, Should we even be eating McDonald's now? Because obviously, uh, boycott McDonald's because of uh, them sponsoring the genocide. Them sponsoring the Israelis, the Zionist Jews. And uh, this is not a reason. Well, this just adds to one of the reasons we're not supposed to be having McDonald's. Is McDonald's even halal? And you can't tell me that story of, Oh, don't worry if it's in Mecca, it's halal. Hey, now you have to check everything. Now, Hey, now you have to check everything. You know, in Saudi, it's getting so corrupt. You just don't even know who to trust anymore. You know, that's that's the reality of the situation. Dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba Online. It's a reality of the situation. So here in South Africa, we must boycott it. We must boycott everybody that sponsors uh, Israel. Really, we must. But on top of that, on top of that, uh, on, on, on top of that, we're not supposed to be eating these things. Because they're not even halal. We don't even know if it's halal. Now you'll get an organization certifying kangaroo meat as halal, they will certify the McDonald's as halal. Then you start to ask yourself, hey, now what is happening here? Can we even trust these people? Are they even credible? So one thing, number one, you go to McDonald's. You're putting haram in your body, right? So your dua is not accepted for 40 days. Then on top of that, you're still sponsoring Israel, you're supporting Israel. No, man, dear listeners of Mirka Sahab online. No, it doesn't work like that, man. But nonetheless, inshallah, let's uh, make a firm intention. You know, sometimes, sometimes we make mistakes, and sometimes you don't know. I don't. I don't eat any of the stuff. Really, really. My wife cooks very, very good. So I, I, I'd like to give you the real report of her cooking, but I'm afraid she might be listening to the program. But no, gen generally she cooks very nice. But sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't always come out right, but you just have to keep quiet and eat. Here's a life hack for you guys. You must just keep quiet and eat sometimes, you know. Because uh, they make shame, they make effort all throughout the year. And sometimes you're not going to get it right all the time. So sometimes you must just keep quiet. Now. You must just keep quiet and eat it. When your mommy even makes something and it's not uh, all 100%, you must just eat it, man. Bismillah let's look at our islamic date today it is the 29th of february the extra day they're making us work ah gregorian calendar 29 today what happened Ish. 29 days in february this year 2024 uh, but it coincides with the 18th of shaban 1445 now let's open our history books and see what happened on the 18th of shaban 1048. When was 18 of Shaban 1048? With the Gregorian calendar and its leap years. 25th December 1638. 25th December 1638. So the Ottoman Empire took control of the city of Baghdad after holding it under siege for 39 days. Now, the Safawid Iranians took over the city in 1624 and ruled over it for 14 years. The Ottoman army lost 5,000 soldiers, while the Iranians lost 10,000 soldiers. And the Ottoman Empire then ruled over the city for approximately 278 years. 278 years. The Ottoman Empire then ruled over the city. Approximately 278 years Alhamdulillah Those were the times You know Those were the times Where men were still men And uh, men were mujahid Men loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Men loved their deen And men fought for their deen But then uh, Nowadays Men are wearing buns now No, no They don't wear turbans They wear buns only What? Shave your hair Shave your face And make the bun On the back of your head Hey guys. But nonetheless, uh, that's our day in history, the 18th of Shaban. Let's have our one minute padrasa. We are on lesson number 14. Lesson number 14. Our translation in salah. Our first word we're going to be learning is Alhamdu. Alhamdu means all praises. Alhamdu Means all praises. A sunnah we're going to be learning. Now, yesterday the sunnahs of uh, Kirat in Salaw explained that should be read to recite the Smiya. In today's lesson, Amin should be said softly. Amin should be said softly. A major sin we're going to be learning about today. Among the major sins concerning which severe punishment has been mentioned is to boast, that is, to show one's greatness. Among the major sins concerning which severe punishment has been mentioned is to boast, that is, to show one's greatness. The harm of sins, one harm of sins in this world is that a sinner loses status and becomes worthless in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus the creation also have no respect for Him. Even though people might apparently honor Him because of their greed, that is, they want something from Him or out of fear for Him, however, no one will have true respect for Him. Allah Ta'ala says, He who Allah disgraces, there shall be none to honor Him. So if you earn the displeasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, you can be how famous or how famous you think you are. But remember, it's Allah Ta'ala who decides who is famous. If Allah Ta'ala disgraces you, this is something that we, we think that we are great at. You know, sometimes, sometimes we even use deen to make ourselves famous. But then you lose track of deen, shaitan catches you. Shaitan catches you. He's very, he's very sharp, shaitan. Shaitan is not dumb. So you will think that, hey, I'm being a pious guy. I'm doing for deen. Now shaitan puts this little bit of fame in your head you put that fame in your head and then you think "Hey, I'm somebody now, now I'm somebody and then you all of a sudden think I am so and so, now you forgot about the deen. now you forgot about, now you're all about how popular you are it happens, really it happens dear listeners of Markasab online just make sure that Allah ta'ala doesn't take away that robe Allah ta'ala takes it, ta'ala mustn't take away that robe and then you're going to be left embarrassed that's before we catch a wake up A benefit of obedience in worship The effect of some forms of obedience Is that when one is uncertain about something Then by carrying out a particular form of worship All doubts and apprehensions will be removed And one will be guided towards that In which there is complete benefit uh, For performing salah, istikhara And thereafter making dua uh, Dua is such a, uh, one of the forms of worship Do I imagine Twice worship. Now you get, you get reward. Now think nicely about dua. Now this is how merciful Allah, Allah is with us. You make dua, right? We make dua, and. That is recorded as sawab. That is recorded as ibadat. You get reward. Allah Taala is rewarding us for asking Him. Can you imagine, dear listeners of Murka Sahaba online? Can you imagine? Allah Taala has made it so easy for us that we can just, we can just ask Allah Taala, and Allah Taala rewards us. Subhanallah. But anyways, it's time for us to go for our Kitab reading for today. We must rush to Mulana Musa's question. Nice question that came in today. Inshallah. Don't forget to send in your question. You must send in your questions a little bit early. Then Mulana can answer it. You know, sometimes we wait, wait, wait. And then the time for question comes and goes. And then we must out completely. But let's go on to our Kitab reading for today. Inshallah. We're talking about sympathy for the unfortunate. Rahul Bayan quotes from Imam Suyuti's Jami Sahir and Imam Sakawi's Makassid. The narration of Hazrat Umar and Nabi said, or that Nabi said, At all times, my Ummah, there will be 500 chosen servants and 40 Abdal. That's pious ones, totally devoted to Allah. When any one of these passes away, then immediately he is succeeded by another. The Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, inquired, What are the exclusive deeds? Rasulullah, sallallahu replied, They overlook the injustices of the transgressors. They show kindness to those who ill-treat them. And from the sustenance provided for them by Allah, they engender sympathy and graciousness. In another hadith, it is stated that Whosoever feeds the hungry clothes, the naked and grants shelter to traveler, Allah shall save him from the terrors of Qiyamah. Yahya Barmaki used to grant Imam Sufyan To 1000 dirhams every month, whereupon Imam Sufyan used to prostrate himself before Allah, praying, Oh ya Allah, Yahya has seen sufficiently to my worldly needs, see you through your great mercy to his necessities in the hereafter. After the death of Yahya, some people saw him in their dreams. And in inquiring what had happened to him in the hereafter, he replied, Through the prayers of Sufyan, I have been forgiven by Allah. Further, Rasulullah mentioned the virtue of feeding a fasting person at the time of breaking the fast. In one adith, it is reported that upon him who feeds a person to break the fast out of his halal earnings, the angels confer mercy upon him during the nights of Ramadan. And on the night of Laylatul al-Qadr, Jibra'il shakes hands with him, the signs of this is that his heart becomes soft while tears flow from his eyes. Hamad bin Salama, a very famous muhaddith, used to feed 50 people every day during Ramadan at Iftar. Thereafter, the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ called first called the first section of Ramadan the coming of mercy, whereby it is meant that Allah's favor is with the believers. Those who are thankful to Allah for His bounties receive even more. The Quran says, Bismillahir rahman rahim If you are thankful, I will surely grant you more and That, dear listeners of Merkaz Sahaba Online Is our kitab reading for today Are we thankful? Are we thankful, dear listeners of Merkaz Sahaba? Because, you know, when it comes to us And being thankful We give it a Our thankfulness a backseat, isn't it? We're so ungrateful to our parents, we're ungrateful to our friends, we're ungrateful to our teachers. I'm not just saying that because I'm a teacher. I'm saying that because it's something for you to think about, boys and girls. How grateful are we to our parents? I'm bringing that up because I know we are ungrateful. But it's not too late to change. You guys are still young. You guys are still young, inshallah inshallah we all change for the pleasure of allah <laughs> we all change for the better but uh, anyways i'm not too sure if you sent in your questions already but the questions are in for today one question a day for mulana musa Lehe, and inshallah he will answer it some good questions that come in like this one that's uh, just coming for our Ask mulana segment Well, you are tuning in to uh, Marcaz Sahaba Online. That segment, Ask Mulana Musa here" sometimes brings in some wonderful questions. And we say, Jazakallah khair to our learner who sent us, right? No name on this one. But it's nice. I like this question because it gives Mulana Musa here a taste of a little bit of, of what the teachers have to go through in school, you know? Alhamdulillah. So this question comes in as follows. Salams. I answered a question in my paper with the answer that Allah knows best. I did not receive a mark for this. I am in an Islamic school. How can the teacher not give me a mark because Allah does know best? Hey, one thing our learners love shortcuts. Hey? Learners love shortcuts. But uh, I think let's let Mulana Musa here deal with this one. Mulana, salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm happy, Mulana, that this question came in, because I, I, it's nice to see what the teachers go through, Mulana.
1: Wa alaikum salam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yusuf, jazakumAllah khairan. And first of all, I want to say this is a very, very intelligent learner. Masha'Allah. So yes, your answer is correct. Allahu A'lam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. However, even in deen, there is a time and place for everything. In this scenario, in this case, to give the answer, Allahu A'lam, that is not the time nor the place for it. For example... When a person goes into the Qabr, then there are three questions that are going to be asked. مَا مَا what do you say about who is your Rabb? What deem do you follow? And similarly, what do you have to say about this particular man regarding Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam? So there, you cannot answer by saying, Allahu alam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. That is the correct answer, but you have to give the answer. That is the place and the time where you have to give a definitive answer of who is your Rabb, what deen do you follow? And thirdly, regarding Nabiyakareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that is not the time and the place for saying Allahu Alam. Similarly, you are now in a learning environment, a teaching and learning environment. Whilst your answer is correct, Allah knows best. That is not the place nor the time to give such a jawab, such an answer. Otherwise, every learner will just give that answer for every question and the teacher will not be able to determine whether their job is being fulfilled in teaching and educating the learners correctly and appropriately. So there, what it demands of you is to give the full answer. Yes, at the end of the answer, you can write there, Allahu alam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. But you have to give some sort of an indication that you are aware of what is being asked of you. If they're asking you, what are the farays of wudu? so there you will write to wash my entire face from the forehead, right till below the chin, from earlobe to earlobe, to wash both arms up till and including the elbows, to make masah of at least quarter of the head, and to wash the feet, both feet, up to and including the ankles. Allahu A'lam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. So that is how you can answer it. But you cannot from the beginning and the onset, they are asking you now, what are the four faraith of wudu? Or what are the faraith of wudu? And you write there, Allah Ta'ala knows best without giving any indication Like I said, this is a learning and teaching environment and it's incumbent upon you to give some education, some indication of what you have already been taught and what has been imparted to you. So the teacher was quite right in not giving you any marks, even though your answer was correct, but you have to give some indication of the answer first. Mm -hmm then at the end, you can write, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Allah Ta'ala increase you in your knowledge. You are very witty, very knowledgeable in that regard. So Alhamdulillah, you can use that knowledge to your benefit also. And now start giving proper answers. And at the end there, you can write, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa
0: Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Subhanallah, dear listeners of Marqa Sahaba Online Hey, one thing, our learners, they're too sharp Our guys, they very sharp They like to make shortcuts, you know But a wonderful answer by Mulana Not the time and the place Alhamdulillah So, nice try But uh, remember Dear listeners of Marqa Sahaba Online That uh, you must answer your questions I mean, what do you think we're writing the exams for? Writing to exams to see if you guys know the work we're teaching you. And if you don't know the work we're teaching, we we'll teach you again next year. But uh, anyways, it's time for us to head over to the markets, inshallah. We'll see you on the other side of that with the stories of the sahaba.
2: You are listening
3: to Mark al Sahaba, the voice of Sunnah. <laughs> So alayhi wa sallam you want to So long, you So low So 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 سبحان الله Subhanallah, 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 Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. الحمد لله el 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 a alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, do a hand do Allah Allah Allah
0: the dhikrs are happening here on Marqas Sahaba Online. We are very grateful to our youngsters for reciting the dhikr for us, inshaAllah. We recite with them and we get reward all together, inshaAllah. But right now it's time for us to go for our segment, the stories of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, and uh, Mufti Muhammad Akku of Darul Ulum Newcastle, uh, talks about Hazrat talq bin Ali Yamama, radiallahu anhu. And we also learn about how eager he used to be to recite the Noble
4: Qur'an to his people. So amazing is the fact that Hazrat Talq would pay attention to Nabi S.A.'s words to take it back to his people, Alhamdulillah. He would listen to the Qur'an, he would pay attention, and he, he would learn the surahs of the Qur'an. Among the first surahs he learned was Surah Duḥan. The first person to read Surah Al-Dukhan in Yamama was Hazrat Talq he used to attend Rasulullah gatherings. So he was eager to read the Qur'an in his lands. Like the first sahabi to read the Qur'an in Makkah was Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud. He read Surah Al-Rahman. He has talq goes to Yamama and reads Surah dukhan to show people the beauty of Islam and the beauty of the Qur'an Karim. And he would attentively listen and learn the ahadith of Rasulullah It's reported that Talq bin Ali, this is in Musnadul Imam Ahmad that said, Allah does not look at the prayer of a servant who does not straighten his back in the posture between ruku' and sajda. What that means is, we generally go into ruku' and we come back from ruku' and quickly go into sajda. But in that posture where we return from ruku', and we are standing, the standing posture. That is a very important posture in our salah as well. There's so many prophetic du'as to read in that posture. Subhanallah. So in that posture, we should halt and read those sunnah masnoon du'as and then go into sajda. Yeah, the hadith is clear that Allah dislikes such a salah. That a person should rush and do it haphazardly. In other hadith, it refers to as stealing from the salah. This is shaitan stealing. Actually, in our salah, when we raise our hands for takbir, Allahu Akbar, our palms should be facing the qibla. And we should understand that this is our time to communicate with our Allah. And we should be in this commun- communion with calmness and pleasure, and enjoyment. That's why we should learn the meanings of the surahs, and we should enjoy our salah, and talk to our Allah. And now straightening our back in that posture, there's so many masnoon du'as. Hazrat Malana Fadlul Rahman sahib, Hafizahullah, so beautifully, explains these du'as everywhere he goes, to teach the ummah this amazing practice. Let's learn these du'as. Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in salah, and the sahabi read, رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدِ كَثِيرًا فِي الْأَرْضِ Nabi looked back and he, after Salah and he said, who read this? Because I saw tati malaika rushing to write it down first. And there's other du'as as well. أَحَقُّ مَا قَالَ الْعَبْدِ وَكُلُّنَا لَكَ عَبْدِ اللَّهُمَّ لَا مَانِعْ لِمَا عَطَيْتِ وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعْتِ وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِ Such glorious meanings. And there's more du'as also in that posture. And then we go into sajda. So this is the teachings, this posture and how this posture is the teachings of Hazrat Rasulullah Wasallam brought to us by none other than Hazrat Talq رضي الله عنه. And subhanallah, talq has such a beautiful meaning. It actually means to smile. Because in one hadith, Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, لا تحقرن من المعروف الشيء Don't ever undermine or underestimate any good deed you may do. وَلَوْ أَن تَلْقَى أَخَاكَ بِوَجْهٍ طَلْقٍ Even if you have to meet your brother with a smiling face. So a brother meets another brother. And a sister meets another sister. But meet with a smile. This is a sunnah. Actually, when making salam also, we should smile. Not with a frowning, uh, cruel face. But we should be approachable to humanity. And this is the sunnah of Rasulullah i I'm not saying, brothers, I'm not saying you must smile with the ladies now. No. Then you must smile with your children at home. And your wife. And your family. And smile with humanity but be careful of fitna the men greet the men the women greet the women and give the dawa
0: subhanallah the listeners of markaz sahaba online if we had that if only we had that passion if only we had that passion the listeners of markaz sahaba online that we go we, we 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 go that extra distance we love to read the, the the noble quran and also it tells you know it tells in our language how much we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our actions and people watch us People watch us when you act as a decent Muslim people watch So if you're gonna act wild and raw as a Muslim People are gonna watch also so those our actions are our our dear listeners of Marqasaba online Remember that our actions are our dawa. But anyways, let's continue now we're going to the classroom of Mulana Muhammad Ismail Saban of Al-Aqsa School in extension 1, Lenejah. And Mulana was talking, we played half the talk actually, uh, at the time of Maharaj, right? And it was a good talk because Mulana was talking about lessons we could learn from Maharaj, And then he went on to talk about sleeping and how so sleeping... Affects us in our lives And he's uh, not giving any interpretation of dreams or anything like that If you are to watch, you're hoping But I know The learners are absolutely excited They were devastated just last week When we, uh, we, 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 we we ran out of time And we must all the name drops, you know But they're all waiting for us, I believe, today So let's listen in Let's get into the classroom Of Mulana Muhammad Ismail Saban As we learn our Akka'id segment
5: So all those bad dreams, all those, let's say, non-permissible dreams, that comes from Shaitan. You understand? So, the angels take your soul and it travels with it. Right? Right up unto wherever you can imagine it will travel with you. You understand? And then one day, Madam Yasin, Mr. Yasin will be sitting sitting and he's thinking to himself, what he's doing right now at the moment, writing on that sleeve, you understand, writing on the table with that same marker, sitting the way he is, listening to how I'm talking. He thinks to himself, but this happened to me before. But he can't put two and two together. To think, but when did it happen? So this is where it comes in. This is what we call a deja vu. So sometimes these angels, they take you so far traveling during the night, it's like they're taking you right into the future, that they're traveling with you. So you dream of things that's still going to happen. You understand? So sometimes, no, you don't become a fortune teller, obviously, you understand. So sometimes You've done something in the past Or you dreamt of something That happened already And now that it's happening You think but this happened But you can't put your finger on it When and where it happened But you know this happened The same feeling that you're getting now Like you're sitting there Mr Farhan The same feeling you got in that dream But you don't realize that that was a dream You know it happened But you don't know when and where this is what we call deja vu you understand so sometimes it happens to you other times it doesn't because sometimes we have people that sleep like logs you can jump on the bed next to them you can give them a sweat they will not feel a thing you understand so this deen of ours is so beautiful That Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Has even given us a dua Before going to bed And there's not only one dua I'm going to mention the next dua as well to you And you'll see how important that dua is as well You understand? And in fact, these two duas before going to bed Going to sleep at night Are important They are actually basically linked to each other So can you imagine When you were growing up From class one, preschool madrasa You've been taught the seven kalimats. so here's a rhetorical question how many of us still reads those seven kalimas how many of us still reads the cools and ayatul kursi before going to bed how many of us still blows our bed and dust it off Do you understand question you need to ask yourself Have I forgotten those things that are important? So now I'm going to remind you how important those things actually were. If you look at it, first kalima, kalima tayyiba. So, what are you doing there? You are saying with full conviction that there's none worthy of worship but Allah. La ilaha illallah. Kalima shahada, you're bearing testimony there's only one Allah and Nabi is the Messenger of Allah Kalima Tamjid you're glorifying Allah Kalima Tawheed you speak about the oneness of Allah Kalima Raddil Kufr, you're rejecting everything that is kufr. Kalima uh, Iman Imujmal you're speaking about how you believe in Allah as Allah is and Iman Imufassal the seventh Kalima your articles of faith so can you imagine if you read these things before you go to bed at night? Wouldn't it be a beautiful death for you? Because the last things that were read by you, that is on your lips, was mentioning Allah's name. You see how important those kalimas are? We tend to forget them. We think that we only need to learn them because it's in the du'a kitab, in madrasa. We need to know it only for that time. No, you need to know it for the rest of your life and then after that you read a dua Allahumma bismika amutu'aha oh Allah in your name I die and I come to life anything where that Allah's name is mentioned on Allah blesses it so what's the second part what's the second dua Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that after you read the dua Allahumma bismika Allahumma Follow it up with this dua. Allahumma in nafsi, fa'ghfir Oh Allah, if you take my soul while I'm asleep, fa'ghfir Forgive it. Forgive my soul. So you're making dua that, oh Allah, if I die in my sleep, please forgive my soul. Wa in arsaltaha. And if I wake up in the morning and you return my soul to my body, fa'hfadha bi protect my body protect my soul protect my being as you have protected your pious servants when I wake up in the morning look at this beautiful du'as Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us look at how important the seven kalimas are Mr. so it's important we need to go back start all over again start doing it understand don't forget these things you're gonna get married one day you're gonna have children don't let it be the duty of the apa or the molana to teach your children these things let it become your duty as a parent when you're being when you're going to be a parent understand and then some of us we don't care about these duas because we're sitting with earpods earphones in our ears and what we listening what we listening to I'm gonna kill your mama and your papa and your daddy (laughs) so we're listening to music while falling asleep can you imagine your condition if mouth comes to you while you're in your sleep at that time and you're listening to Tupac Dr. Dre or who's all the other artists that you have you understand can you imagine How death will come to you At that time So instead of doing that Read your kalimas Till you fall asleep Read what you're supposed to Till you fall asleep If you want Listen to nasheed Listen to Nazams, to Listen to Listen to talks of deen Listen to recitation of the Quran When you want to fall asleep like that With something in your ear hey! Are you with me? You understand? So if you want to have a good death, some people die in their sleep and it's a painless death that they have. Not to say that when moat comes and he pulls your soul, it's going to be easy if you're sleeping. No. You're still going to feel the pain. You understand? But the least you can do is not sleep with those things in your ears and you're listening to the wrong things. The least you can do is read these duas so the last things that you mentioned that you read was keeping allah in mind you understand so sleep in itself is a blessing from allah and what about the others those of us who don't even bother to read these duas what about them Huh? When you get those bad dreams, when you get those ugly dreams and nasty dreams. Uh, you dreaming, you're running, a dog is biting you. You dreaming, and then then the dream so much changes. Now it's a snake that's choking you and biting you. Then you dream you there's a lump of yours laying, there's an arm of yours laying, one eye is falling out. Then you wonder why you get bad dreams like this. You understand? So read these to us read these duas people read the duas of protection read the surahs of protection they are not just surahs duas that that you have to read only because you learned it in madrasa no there is a reason behind everything just like how allah sent nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam with a mission and a reason of being a mercy unto mankind Every du'a that we were taught by Nabi sallallahu has its reasons, has its meaning. So learn these du'as. Make a point to know these du'as. Make a point to learn these du'as. And inshallah, starting from tonight, even if you have to sit and open up that du'a kitab again and start reading your kalimas from kalima tayyiba La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah then you start doing it because it's only going to benefit you. Are you with me, people? Jazakallah.
0: Subhanallah. Mulana, Mulana really capturing us and Mulana really capturing the learners, inshallah, with uh, that segment, you know, talking about dreams. And we always wonder, you know, Mulana really answered a question for me, man, that, uh, Deja vu, you know, always talk about deja vu, deja vu, deja vu. Wonderful explanation from Mulana Muhammad Ismail Saban. Alhamdulillah, Lanas is getting excited and listening in the background. I was waiting for a response when Mulana said they're going to get married. I was waiting for them. But nonetheless, inshallah, let's head quickly over to Mufti A.K. Hussein as Mufti Saab gives us some Nasiha and advices for today and does a Haditha day for the 18th day of Shaban.
2: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim On behalf of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Aru Sunnah wal Jama'ah We present to you lesson number 3023 of our daily nasiha and advice Today with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala We focus on the 18th of Shaaban Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Hurairah reports that the Master salatu said Ta'isa abdu addinar wa abdu Ta'isa means inkabba ala wajhi People will turn on their faces meaning there'll be disgrace humiliated Their faces will be down and their legs will be up so meaning will be destruction, humiliation for such people. Allah protect us. Abdu Dinar. We need to analyze these words. Dinar. Practice on Deen, then Allah will give you dunya and akhirat success. This world and hereafter. We don't practice on Deen, then it's Nar. then it's jahannam and the fire. Allah forbid. So the words have been merged and combined dinar. So that are, uh, you must remember, the gold coins. And wa abdu dirham. And remember that abdu dirham. So people have made this world. They are hum. They are worried. They are, they, they are obsessed with the worldly life. So that is why they go astray. That are the silver coins. So today we see people are making Sharia compliant. People are making halal certificates. People are looking for loopholes. And why? Because they want their commission. They want their money. They want their cut in that deal and so forth. So Islam is being used for commercialization. For such people, Allah protect us all. Ta'isa Abdul Dinar wa Abdul Dirham. And therefore in another hadith in Mishkat Sharif Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Inna likulli deen in fitna That for every for every, Inna likulli ummatin fitna For every nation, generation There was a fitna And for fitna to ummati al And for every nation There's a trial test But the fitna trial test for my ummah Is the swath So if we're going to put that in front And then we twist and turn and redefine the deen so that we can make our cut and commission, then we have sold our soul to the devil, Allah protect us. Wa Abdul So Hamisa, what is the meaning of khamisa It is that shawl. And that shawl, that's so So a mu'lam, it got designs on it and so. And some ulama wrote it got some black marks and so forth and design on it. So these are the people, Nabi Alayhi salam said, Ta'isa, they will turn, remember, on their faces, humiliated. One takasa, and one takasa means that they are the people who will be made to go and roll on their heads like. So meaning that disgrace upon disgrace and humiliation, this is what you call that they are, you must remember, those unfortunate people, wa'idha shika." And when the thorn goes into them, you know, shoka. So when the thorn pricks them and goes into them, falan So these are the people that when the thorn goes and pricks them and that, then what will happen to them? They will be rolling, rolling all the time. They become the losers and the failures for all time, all places. Now this hadith in Ibn Majah and his authentic hadith. So we should be asking ourselves, are we really defending the deen Promoting the Deen of Islam, propagating it, or are we using it to look for loopholes and justify that how we can enrich ourselves in the name of Islam? Allah alone knows what our intentions are. Allah Jalla protect us. Amin. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakat.
0: Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakat. Some wonderful words of advice. Dear listeners of Marqas Sahaba Online, I believe grade 7 started their exams already. Uh, senior phase, when I say senior phase, I'm talking about high school, you guys starting next week. I know uh, foundation as well has uh, already started. They almost finished with the exams, no? No, 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 one week left. One week left, inshallah, for the exams. So that's what's happening at Marqas Sahaba Online in terms of uh, in terms of our exams, in terms of what's happening. But it's time for us to round out the program, inshallah. We'll be seeing you tomorrow at the same place and the same time from myself, Yusuf Ali, and the team. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
3: Bismillah. صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الرحمن الرحيم أحد